Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Mimosas with Moms podcast. I'm your host, Abby Williams. Today we're talking about systems in our home. Uh, We're talking about the systems that help our families thrive. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, maybe you're a working mom, maybe you have one children, maybe you have two children, or maybe you have 10 children like today's guest. But no matter what your family looks like or what your schedule looks like, there needs to be a system in place that helps you and your family thrive, succeed, um, not feel like you want to rip your hair out at dinner time. Um, we kind of talk a little bit about that today, that that was going on in my house. Um, we would, you know, kind of get through the whole day. And then by dinner time, it was just a hot mess. And there wasn't a system in place in our home that helped us thrive, you know, during those last couple hours of the day. And I know that that is true for a lot of families. Um which is why I'm excited to talk about this topic today. I'm joined by Laura Hernandez. Um, She created Mama Systems um, after years of trying to figure out a system that worked for her and her family. Um, Like I said, her family has 10 children. They have biological children. They have adopted children. They have children with special needs. Um, They have different therapies and appointments that they have to build into their day. They have children who are in public school and at home homeschooling. She's got so many different things at play. So how could she create a schedule, incentives, chores, delegate to help her family thrive? She figured it out, and then she created Mama Systems to help other moms. Um, In her words, Mama Systems was born to save mamas from the pains that she went through to figure out how to help her family. Um... She now offers coaching and helps other moms figure out these ideas, these schedules, these incentives, these chores, and delegating out some of these tasks. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Um, I hope that you go give Laura a follow over at Mama Systems. Um, She's on Instagram. She is on Facebook, and her webpage is mamasystems.net. She is also offering a free chore guide, um, so that will be in the description of this podcast as well. So go give her a follow, and if you enjoy this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. Your support here on the podcast always means the world to me, and I so appreciate you being here. So let's get started. Cheers. So welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for joining me on the Mimosas with Moms podcast. I am excited about today's conversation because I could probably use some of these tricks and tips that you're about to share with us. And I do want to note that like meal planning has saved my marriage, which I know that we'll (laughs) we'll cover that also. And I just am like a huge advocate. Everybody needs to like eliminate the stress from their life to like preserve their sanity and stop all like the fighting in your home (laughs) in every way right but Laura tell us a little bit about yourself yeah so I am first of all thank you so much for having me on today I'm excited to be here um I am a mama of 10 kiddos and we have seven biological and three that are adopted and our adopted little buddies also have special needs so that's just added a whole new in the very beginning added a whole new level of chaos that we kind of had to figure out and deal with and um, 
in that one year, we went from having four kids to eight kids. Yeah. And that was kind of my breaking point. You know, everybody has kind of their, it was number four for me or whatever. Right. That was it. Four to eight was my breaking point. <laughs> and I remember standing up against the wall and just kind of pep talking myself through the day. Like if I could just make it to you bedtime, can you can do this. We can, <laughs> if I can keep them alive until bedtime, we're going to yeah. be okay. Yeah. I realized very quickly I was living in survival mode. And so I was like, we've got to change some things around here. And so we had to implement systems in our house. Yeah. Um, but every book and podcast, and everything I read and did and it didn't work for our family because we had therapists in and out of our home all day. We homeschooled some, we had some that had to be on the bus and it was just, we were too much for any, anybody out there. And so I had to sit down and come up with a process to create systems for us. And so after we kind of got on the other side of things and I realized that we live, we have a peaceful home and things aren't chaotic and they're not crazy or overwhelming. And I can actually enjoy my people and enjoy my life. And I realized that a lot of moms don't have that. And so I My goal in creating mama systems is to help bring peace and systems to other mamas homes so that they can enjoy their life and really enjoy being a mama. Laura, I first just want to like applaud everything that you're doing and tell us about some of these systems that you have implemented into your home and how it has brought peace and joy to your home. Yeah. So that's a very loaded question. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) systems can be anything from like a daily routine Mm -hmm. to a weekly routine. Right. Um, But also just in simplifying things and having places for things in your home. So like our little buddies, when they get up to go to school in the morning, they have all of their clothes laid out from the night before and their little cubby by the front door and all of their school stuff just stays right there. Yeah. And so just having that like physical system. Yeah. Yeah has helped so much with them knowing where to go, what to do next, and kind of able to track along with us in that system. And so um, a big piece of kind of what a help moms do is we figure out what gives them life yeah, and then what drains them. So, you know, if we were doing one-on-one coaching, I would say, okay, tell me all the things you do during the day. Like what gives you life? What brings you the greatest joy? Like you love reading with your kids. Awesome. You love playing on the floor with them. Awesome but we never have time to do that because life is so chaotic and we're just always reactionary. Okay. And then we go over and say like, all these things drain me. I hate going to the grocery store. I hate doing this, 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 and this. They suck the life out of me and I don't want to be doing them anymore. So we look at these things that drain you and we come up with systems for those. So we either automate them um, by like grocery delivery or having things delivered to your doorstep without you even having to think about it because that's so important. Right. Um, we delegate them out to other people. So that could be little buddies that we give, give chores to or hiring somebody or trading off with somebody. Um, Or we can just eliminate the task altogether. There's a lot of things that I know that mamas do all the time that they don't need to be doing. Yeah. But (laughs) just looking around, it's like, (laughs) I don't know. I think it's just the culture and feeling like, Oh, my kid's not, and you don't want your kid to miss out or them to be behind on something. And, um, and so I think we just run ourselves ragged trying yeah. to keep up with, I don't, I don't know if the Joneses are still in, but you know, yeah. oh, those no. people. Yep. Yeah. No. And I think like, that's kind of what I was talking about with the meal planning, like saving my marriage, because it was like, when we were both working outside of the home, you know, we, or, well, not even, even like when I st- started staying at home with the kids, you know, I'm here all day with the kids. I'm drained by five o'clock, right? I've been go, go, go with them. I've been doing a hundred different things. I've made a hundred snacks and meals already. He's walking in the door. He's exhausted. You know, he just worked a full day. 
and we're looking at each other like, what's for dinner? And we're both like hanger monsters, right? Like you've made it to the end of the day. Have you even eaten yet? (laughs) Did you shove anything in your mouth when you were feeding these little people 500 times? I don't know, you know, but you're hangry. You're ready to get like to dinner. They're unraveling because they're hungry. And you're like, what are you making? No, I don't know. What are you making? And so that's when we were like, we have to get around this. Like we have to start eliminating like this stressful part of our day and the meal planning and we have like a board in our kitchen now that has our like menu on it so like you know exactly what is happening each day of the week and it helps the kids too you know where now they know we're oh it's monday we're having tacos you know and it's not even like the fight of well this isn't what i want like it was on the board you knew yes yeah i love that i love doing the um like the themed meals where You know, as a mama, that on Tuesday we have tacos, and right, right. it's not always the same tacos, but right. it's some sort of tacos, and it just takes out that yeah. decision fatigue because we just get so overwhelmed. And by the end of the day, you can't make any any just decisions. Like a crazy person, yeah, yeah. And I love also kind of helping mamas figure out because I feel like breakfast and lunch also don't need to be complicated. We don't need to stare at the fridge every day for lunch. We can make a set menu. Like our right. kids don't care if every Tuesday they have hot dogs. Yeah. They don't care at all. Yeah. Otherwise they're getting them every day. So I feel like that's pretty good that we're like <laughs> spreading them out every week. Right. Right. So just having that set plan takes the brain power out for you. And that's so, so helpful. Yeah. And so you have, um, are, you're a homeschool mom. I am. Yeah. And in a world where a lot of us are the, maybe aren't even like choosing to be, we're just now forced into this homeschool life. Um, What are some systems that these moms who are remote learning, who are homeschooling can put in place, especially with kiddos that are at in different grades, right? Like, unless you have multiples, you have different kids doing different things with different needs. And that's hard to navigate. Oh, it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the distance learning is like a whole different ballgame than homeschooling. Right. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I feel like homeschooling is a piece of cake compared to <laughs> I think so had too. our little people home for distance learning. I was like, how are they supposed to pay attention and keep up and yeah. without me sitting there all day long? So I can't imagine how, how parents are doing that. Um, we're, our kids are back in school now, which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. And our other people, I've, I've loved to, like, always my goal is to push them kind of out of their comfort zone yeah. for me to step away and for them to be as independent as possible. So whether that's in schoolwork or chores or whatever it is, like I want them to be as independent as possible because we're trying to raise responsible adults. Right. Right. And so that doesn't mean that they're completely in charge of their education. It just means that I give them assignments and they go do them and then we check them later. Right. So, yeah. but I'm not sitting there going over a math lesson with them. They know how to read a book. They can teach themselves. Like I want them to enjoy learning and enjoy yeah. learning on their own. And so I don't know if I really answered your question, but I, I guess my tip would be to continue to push for them to that independence to piece. be on their own. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever that looks like, and I, th- I feel like most people have kind of gotten under control, like the space in their home and how, mm-hmm. how they're kind of doing their homeschool day now. Um, but I love to just kind of keep, not keep tabs, but I love, I call them anchor points in our day. So yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner, those are kind of our anchor points in our day where we get together and we talk about what's going on in the day. If somebody has meetings or assignments due or something like that, we talk about that in the morning and lunchtime, we kind of check in with each other and 
that's the time that we choose to be intentional with other things that like our, um, we have little scientist cards that we go over and we have Bible verses that we're working on memorizing and stuff like that. So that's when we're really intentional with that stuff. And then at nighttime, we check in with everybody again at at dinner and we go over highs and lows for the day and how we're feeling and all those things too. So um, a lot of why we've chosen homeschool is because I I really enjoy our our children. Like I just love being around them and I love I love them being here during the day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it feels very selfish on my part. Um, and not that if you hate homeschooling, that does not mean because I know, I, you know, and I think like it is so personal and like, you're right. It's not like a good or bad thing. If like it is, no. or it's not for you, but like you got to do what is right for mama, especially yes. mama's mental and- health is <laughs> important. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And even my other, my, my three people that have ADD and IDD, like that's just, yeah. I, that's where I tap out. And I'm like, I can't do that. That's too stressful for me. That's my, that's my line. Yeah. And they go to school. Yeah. And so just realizing that all those things is, is great. But one of the main reasons why we homeschool these people is because I get to be with them and get to know them and enjoy their company. And so yeah. I love just making sure that those things are priority throughout our day, because that's really what I care about. Yeah. I mean, I want them to get an education and all, but yeah, I really that want them to have great character. Though, I think I know, and I think that that's like more important than grades a lot of the time, you know. And I think that as a society, we've kind of shifted away from some of those things, and we're so like hard on our tiny people, and they're under stress, you know. Like all these diagnoses yeah. have increased in children over the past however many years. You know, and it's because of like the stress that kids are under now where once like you hit a certain point, it's now, okay, the resume building is on, you know, you have to get into the top college and you got to get a job someday, you know, and like, yeah, I don't know. It's too much. And you watch like these kids that are really, really struggling with it. And I feel for them. And I think that the thing that kids need the most is a loving and safe home you know so I agree yeah so in creating that and like you're creating these you know intentional pockets throughout your day where you're checking in with your kids how are how can other parents be doing this who might both be working outside of the home or who don't have their children home all day um you know, and things are more chaotic where we're walking in the door at 5 p.m. We only have this many hours until it's bedtime and we've got to do dinner, homework, bath time. How can we structure in some of these pockets of connection in that time? Yeah, I think it's important to kind of look at your day and look where you do have time and yeah. see what you're already doing. Yeah. So like in the morning, if you're taking your kids to school, maybe have some questions that you ask them. Yeah. On a daily basis, it's like, Hey, what are you feeling anxious about today? Is there anything I can do for you today? Just so that they feel that connection and they feel that safety right off the bat. Right. Um, and like bath time and all these, all these little times that you're doing anyway, just think, how can I be more intentional with that? How can I be pouring into them during that moment? So whether that's dinner or bath time, or if you tuck them in at night, um, that's something that we don't do in our house. We just say, go to bed and (laughs) yeah, we'll go to bed. Yeah. And I don't tuck anybody in. Yeah. And so every family is so different in how they, like, that would just take us forever if we went and talked to everybody in. <laughs> but if somebody has one or two kids, like, that's a, 
that's what we used to do when we have one or two kids. We tuck them in and read stories every night. And that's just not what we do anymore. And it doesn't work for our family. And so it has to work for you because if it's like, if it doesn't fit or if it's not something you're excited about or not something you're doing already and you're trying to like force this whole character building curriculum into your life, yeah. like it's not, it's not going to fly. We got to figure out what we're already doing and then figure out how we want to be intentional in that time. I love that. Like you say that though, you know, like the, the tucking in kids with 10 kids, you know, like that's just not doable for our family where, you know, I think so many of us like get hung up on those things. Of, well, this just isn't doable for my family because we have X, Y, and Z going on and finding other ways to like navigate those. And I, that's okay. I appreciate you being candid about that. I bet that there are like a lot of unique challenges to having the 10 children. And what are their... Are, what are their ages? They're all in the home. They are. Our oldest is 14 and yeah. we just go down from there to yeah. one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother had 10, but they were spaced out, you know, like by time she was on the younger ones, her older ones were having babies and she was like raising oh. kids, like with her kids. I Very funny. That. Yeah. But, um, and you also talked about, you know, a lot of this, um, tapping into building the independence in our children, incorporating them into these systems. And I love that. I think that that is so important. And I will tell you, my four-year-old is amazing at laundry. And people like look at me like, what, your four-year-old does laundry? And I'm like, oh, you start teaching them as soon as they can. And like, they will be your helpers, you know? And they do, they love, they love it. Like if you get them early, and they know, and they're helpful, and they've got their job and their role to fill in the family. You know, they'll, they'll take pride in their things that they're doing. So, so no, you're fine. So how, <laughs> so how are you getting your kiddos involved? Um, and how are you helping families help kids get into these systems around the house? Yes. So in our family, mm -hmm. this looks like our kids have morning jobs and yeah. they have um, jobs. We call them five o'clock jobs. Yeah. And that's just kind of that witching hour time of everything is chaotic. Right. So <laughs> it's about our we... witching hour too. Five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How we set that up in the morning is it's a lot of roommate responsibilities. Yeah. That's kind of what we call it. And I'm always, again, kind of future thinking of like, what is this going to look like when they leave our house? Like, what do I want them to know how to do? Like, what does all of that look like? So I want them to know how to make their bed and to put their dirty clothes in their dirty clothes. Um, I often think about a roommate that one of my best friends had in college. And I mean, in the kindest way possible, she was a disaster. <laughs> I mean, these are my best friend. Like had you like, need to learn. You know what I mean? I know. You need she to learn them. not know them yeah, yeah. <laughs> at all. Um, and it was almost like I was embarrassed for her because it was just so bad. So bad. Yeah. So bad. Anyway, and so, we all know somebody who is like that, whether you like mm -hmm. met them in college or it was a boyfriend or maybe it is your husband. <laughs> we so all know somebody. That they learn. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that just becomes a part of their habits and their routines is taking care of themselves, taking care of their bodies, like brushing their teeth in the morning. Those, yeah. So those are kind of fall into the roommate responsibilities. And then also every kid has one other morning job that they do. So whether that's feeding chickens or feeding animals or unloading the dishes, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, so those are all divvied out to people in the morning. And then in the, in the afternoon, kind of our focuses are getting ready for the next day, helping get dinner ready. And then everybody has a zone that they clean up. And yeah. so 
um, the zones can be either like a thing, like there's Legos all over the floor and Legos are always Noah's job, or it can be the living room and Sam's in charge of picking up the living room, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so all of that's assigned out. So that way you don't have to worry about it. Right. Like you can get up in the morning and have your coffee. Right. Do you have issues with um, your kiddos fighting about what's fair? You know, like, oh, why does he only have to pick up Legos and I have to pick up the whole living room? You don't, you don't encounter this when it's like no, laid maybe, out. Maybe a few times we did like early on, mm-hmm. but I, there's a few things here. One, just setting those really clear expectations from right. the get go. And we don't change jobs or do any of that unless it's like a new season or like now it's summertime or now it's wintertime and these guys are home and these guys, whatever. Yeah. Like unless there's a big up change in our family, then we don't change jobs. Yeah. And kind of the goal of that is to take out the decision fatigue on my part to remember who is supposed to be doing what. Yeah. I've got it down and I can go in the room and be like, oh, this is Sam's job and he hasn't done it yet today. So Sam, get in here and do it. Yeah. Um, but it also helps with them too, knowing very clearly what they're supposed to do and know like, oh, I didn't know that was my job and no arguing over who's doing what. And yeah. it's just set out very clearly. They know the consequences of not doing their jobs. We have little sticks that they pull have yeah. extra jobs on them and they have to do those. Yeah. And so they know kind of how our house runs and we're very consistent with that. Yeah. And so that's just kind of put in that expectation for them to be responsible and to build that in. And is your stick, like the consequences, is that effective? It is. Um, Are they pulling sticks often or ever? No. No. If, well, not often. I right. feel like it's it's dwindled down, right? Yeah, yeah. And so our big boys who will sometimes forget some things, um, <laughs> maybe with some hard time focusing, yep. we've kind of moved past the pulling sticks. It's like sweeping the patio or something like that, right? It's just a little extra something that can always be done, but right. it doesn't have to be done. Um, and so with them, I'll have them, I'll just be like, hey, I need you to go do this instead. Can you go? hang out with this little guy for a little bit and read mm-hmm. with him or something like that. And I'll just give him an offhand job, but he understands it's a stick and yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I love that. And do you have like the older kids helping with the younger kids in your house? Do they um, have like responsibilities to help like that? They do a little bit. Um, and this was a lot, we had this a lot more when everybody was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first year we had, five little people that were ages four and under all in diapers. <laughs> oh, mama. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. I look at pictures. And I'm like, what in the world were we thinking? I have I no idea how we made it through that. I have no idea. We had three in diapers at one time. And like, I thought that was crazy. Yeah. It's hard. I now have <laughs> one in diapers and I'm like, there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> You're almost there. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. So during that time, it was, they need help with shoes. They need help getting out the door. They need help getting dressed. So they weren't doing the whole shebang, but they had big buddies that would help them. And so we still have buddy teams that we kind of divvy out days by, and it kind of helps keep my brain in order with who's done what and when that, when it's their turn to do things. So. Yeah. No, I love that. So the kiddos are pretty involved in making the house run smoothly. Um, Talk to us about how you're managing the kiddos with special needs, because I know, like you mentioned, you've got therapists and other supports that are coming into the home. You're now, you know, in charge of managing all that. 
And that is a whole job. You know, I've worked with so many different families that have a lot of different supports coming in and out of the house. And that in itself is a job. How are you doing it? Well, <laughs> really good calendar. <laughs> Let's talk about this. The, so the appointments, we're all now at one appointment place. Right. And they go, but I have someone pick them up and drive them there and sit there with them and sit there with them. I mean, like wait in the waiting room. Right. And this was one of the most freeing things ever. It saved like 12 hours a week for me for to have somebody else go and drive them. It is like and a whole job. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> People, People do not realize. not that. understand. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also have the pieces if we get help through different systems through the, or different programs through the government. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they'll have Medicare, Medicaid. They all yeah. have Medicaid. Yeah. Cause they're adopted from foster care. Right. And so um, they get different helps and services and stuff like that. So, which then you would think, Oh, everything's then a piece of cake, but <laughs> that often entails Hard. a whole lot more work and a whole lot more paperwork and just details, all the details of trying to figure out. It's like a puzzle. It's like a very large puzzle. So I don't mind it that much because I like puzzles, but yeah, there's some days where it's really overwhelming. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've worked with so many different foster families throughout my career and they do, they have multiple foster kids in their homes on top of maybe biological kids or adopted kids. And it, it like, I just watch these families that are going through kind of the things that you're going through of taking these kids to all these different appointments at different agencies and you know, like you are lucky to now only be at one place, right? Yes. <laughs> and to have the support and the help. And is there like a system that you're using to keep like track of all of your stuff? Do you use like a calendar or mm-hmm. how are you keeping track of meals, chores, appointments? You know, like where's your life live? Yes. I have what we call a motherboard. Yeah. And I'm such a dork that I called it that. My husband's a programmer. And so I just kind of adopted that term. Yeah. Anyway, and it has all of, it has the big family calendar and I have my happy planner that I use. And so I'll, I'll plan out things on there. My to-do list, my, my work stuff, um, all appointments and stuff like that. But then I'll put appointments out there. Yeah. And then um, any school paperwork or any, all the kids chore charts are all out there. And then also our meal planning sheet is out there. So I just go out and meal plan really quick and then we're done. Yeah. So your home is pretty like easy sailing now. It is. Well, let me rephrase that. I feel like, I mean, with 10 children, especially with special buddies, there's always something that comes up and we have bought we're, and Michael Scott's words, we're not really superstitious. We're just a little stitious. Yeah. And I think that we bought a house that's on like an Indian graveyard or something. <laughs> and it's always, I mean, I don't even know. I don't think that I could really communicate to you how much it's always broken and there's always something. And so, I mean, life, and people say that life just happens. And I was telling one of our helpers today, I was like, it feels like it happens a lot more to us, doesn't it? And she's like, it really does. I mean, it's just always something. Always something. Anyway, so I feel like these things come up, but I have, I feel like I have the bandwidth to deal with them when they come up. So it's not because that you're not like also juggling all these other systems that are yes. crazy, right? Yes. So you're not having to have think under control. About, <laughs> you're not having to think about meals so you can think about life. 
as exactly. it's coming. Yeah. I think yeah, that's so all my household stuff is running smoothly. So that mm-hmm. way when life happens, we yeah. have the bandwidth to deal with it. And that's probably why life is happening more to you. Because God's <laughs> like, listen, you got everything else under control. I'm going to give you this. <laughs> I just like, I don't know. I don't know why it's like this. <laughs> but he only like gives us what we can control or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so Laura, tell my listeners where they can find you, how they can work with you, and the different like services that you are providing for moms. Yeah, you can find me at mamasystems.net and also at mamasystems on Instagram and Facebook and all of that. Very simple. Yeah. And then I do one-on-one coaching and it's normally a month-long process. Mm -hmm. And with that, we just spend all month together. Yeah. And not in the physical sense, but like on Marco Polo and stuff. And I walk you through how to create systems in your home. And I set up all of that for you. But I also offer online courses where you can kind of walk through that and do the work yourself and it's still me walking you through the same system, but you can go at your own pace. Yeah. 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 I think that's kind of the two. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for sharing those with us. Um, I know getting systems in my house has like saved our lives and I'm sure that we could still be putting more systems in our life to make it more easy. So I hope everybody goes and finds you over at Mama Systems. Laura, thank you so much for joining me and cheers to a more peaceful home. Mm. Amen. (laughs) Thank you.